Welcome to the Empire Builders Podcast, teaching business owners the not-so-secret techniques that took famous businesses from mom-and-pop to major brands. Stephen Semple is a marketing consultant, story collector, and storyteller. I'm Stephen's sidekick and business partner, Dave Young. Before we get into today's episode, a word from our sponsor, which is, well, it's us. But we're highlighting ads we've written and produced for our clients. So here's one of those. I'm Rick Showers from Noble RV. Our granddaughter's name is Saxon. She lives in Australia. Normally, we see her at least a couple of times a year. Well, not this year. So when we last spoke on the phone, we told Saxon that we'd done something special for her. We told her to look up in the northern sky for a special star that was put up there just for her. Saxon's five. Magic still works when you're five. So if you drive by No Bull RV this month, you might notice if you look really hard, there's a tiny special light on the top of our building that's shining just for her. Ain't that right, Bob? I can see it, Rick. Let me know if you spot it. You might have to squint. Right, Bob? It's up there, Rick. It's okay to promise impossible things when you love someone very much. And you can too. I'll tell Saxon you say hello. And that's no bull. No bull RV.ca. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. I don't know the words, Steve. You told Friendly me we're neighborhood Spider-Man. Can right. he swing on a string? Right? <laughs> I know. I'm glad you know that. Uh, for some reason, uh, you know, I know the I know the words to the two thousand pop songs that I never intended to remember, but I don't remember that one. I just there remember da 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 Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, how how are you going to relate Spider Man to a business lesson? There's a great business lesson um, in Spider Man. We got to go back to the start of Spider-Man. So we have to go back to early 1962. And Stan Lee is the editor at Marvel Comics in New York City. And at this time, Marvel is owned by Martin Goodman um, and his company is Goodman Publications. Goodman Publications owns Marvel. Stan Lee is working there as an editor. And at this point, Marvel is way smaller than DC. Like DC Comics is the monster and Marvel is this little tiny comic book manufacturer at that point. And Stan Lee just got off of working with Jack Kirby and Jack Kirby, for anybody who's in the comics, Jack Kirby's like one of the amazing illustrators and comic books. And they had just come off this big success creating the Fantastic Four. The Fantastic Four was a brand new idea inside comics and was really innovative. And they just had this big success. Stan Lee had an idea for a new superhero, and the idea was Spider-Man. But what was going to make it unusual is at the time, all superheroes were big and strong and muscular and all this other stuff. And what he was going to do was make Spider-Man a teenager, including all the usual teenager, pimply face, angst, scared mm-hmm. of girls problems. 98-pound and, and there guy. were. Yeah, he was going to make him a real teenager with all the teenager angst and all the teenager problems. And there were no teenager superheroes at the time. None. They were all these big, muscular, you know, adults. And so he took it to the publisher, Martin Goodman. And here's what Martin Goodman had to say to him. Worst idea I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. First of all, people hate spiders. So you can't call a superhero Spider-Man. 
<laughs> Second, teenagers can only be sidekicks and you want them to have personal problems? Quote, unquote, according to Stan Lee, this is what Martin Goodman said to Stan Lee. Stan, don't you know what a superhero is? They don't have personal problems. Oh, man. What a wet mop that guy was. But Lee couldn't get the idea out of his mind. So he decided to get Kirby to draw it. So he laid out the idea to Kirby, and he asked him to draw it. And then when Kirby brought it to him, what Kirby drew was basically what looked like a young Superman. And Stan Lee was like, no, I want a scrawny, pimple-faced teenager. He wanted the person to look like a teenager, like how he felt when he was growing up. You know, all the anxieties and the feeling of being an outsider. And what Kirby drew was something that looked like all the other superheroes. Basically, even Kirby resisted Stan Lee. And he said, Stan, that's not a superhero. That's how you draw a sidekick, not a superhero. (laughs) But Stan Lee still really believed it could work. But the other problem is Kirby said, look, I don't want to draw this because I know it's not going to go anywhere. The boss doesn't like it. You know, I don't want to spend all my time on something that's not going anywhere. Why don't you give it to Steve Ditko? He's one of the new drawers and he's really good. Ditko's great. So Lee takes it to Ditko and Ditko does some drawings. And Lee really believed that this was going to be bigger than Superman and bigger than Batman. But how was he going to get it out there into the world? Mm. And this, David, is where the Spider-Man lesson lives. Okay. Because at the time, they were about to kill a comic series called Amazing Fantasy. They were literally sending the last issue to the press to be made. And when you're sending the last issue, no one really cares what you're putting into it because it's the last damn issue. Right. He decided to put Spider-Man into Amazing Fantasy. And you can see a cover in our show notes of the Spider-Man cover, which is an amazing fantasy cover, basically saying, introducing Spider-Man. And here's what happened. So it was amazing fantasy. Number 15 was released in the summer of 1962. This was a comic they were ending. Mm -hmm. And it became the highest selling comic in the Marvel line. Wow. And we've got a link in the show notes to YouTube at empirebuildersprogram.com. You can go to the podcast and go to Spider-Man and you can actually listen to Stan Lee say this. When the sales figures came in, here's how Stan Lee described it. Martin Goodman comes running in the Stan's office and he says, Stay tuned. We're going to wrap up this story and tell you how to apply this lesson to your business right after this. Brought to you by the Least Full of Shit Marketers Association of America. Yes, that's a low bar, but we clear it mightily. We're also the largest pay-per-performance branding group in North America, and that part's for reals. If you're looking for advertising advice geared towards local owner-operated companies, this is your podcast. And now you can pick the brains of these advertising geniuses over lunch without having to pay for lunch or even leave your office. We're talking 90 minutes of straight answers to all your burning questions about lead generation, customer acquisition, mass media branding, how to get off the paper crack treadmill, anything you want. And the only coin required is candor. Because we can't give no bullshit advice without basing it off no BS data on your company, competitive landscape, operations, and all that jazz. 
We send you a pre-Zoom questionnaire. You fill it out candidly and boom, Bob's your uncle, you're in like Flynn, and we'll be frank as fuck in giving you the straight scoop on all the advertising and business growth questions you always wanted to know, but were too afraid to ask. You'll also get our no pitching and no bitching guarantee. No pitching means we won't pitch you or try to sell you in any way. If you want more after 90 minutes, you'll have to ask. And no bitching means if you don't think the meeting was worth your 90 minutes, we'll send you a hundred bucks. Consider it us picking up the tab for lunch and putting our money where our mouth is. Sound like a not-so-full-of-shit offer? Well, that is what we're known for. Take us up on it at empirebuildersprogram.com. Let's pick up our story where we left off, and trust me, you haven't missed a thing. Martin Goodman comes running in the Stan's office, and he says, Stan, Stan, do you remember that character we both love so much, Spider-Man? <laughs> Let's do them as a series. And Stan swears this is true. Stan Lee swears this is exactly how Martin Goodman put it to him. And it goes on to become the number one superhero in the roster. In March of 1963, it becomes a solo series. Spider-Man goes on to become a cultural icon. In 1965, Esquire poll of college campuses found they ranked Spider-Man and fellow Marvel hero Hulk, as popular as Bob Dylan, as their favorite revolutionary I icon. I love that. You, yeah. you, know, you know the thing that those superheroes have that the others didn't, like Superman and Batman. Like, you want to be Batman? Well, you have to be as uh, the orphan of a billionaire. Uh, you you want to be Superman? Be born on a different planet. You want to be Spider-Man? Yeah. Get bit by a, a spider in a lab. You can be anybody. Yeah. Get bit by a spider. You want to be Hulk? Uh, you know, have have some weird science thing happen to you. And yeah. now all of a sudden yeah. you're Hulk. And I, and I just don't know Hulk's origin story. So the Marvel people are going to beat me up for this. <laughs> Social media is going to take The Marvel fans. Yeah, the Marvel fans. Yeah. But the connection with Spider-Man is, you know, he was the first one that was real. He had, he had money problems. He had girlfriend problems. He had, he felt like an outsider. And this is why we connected with him. Mm -hmm. But where Stanley's brilliance was in all of this was he found a great way in which to introduce Spider-Man to the world. Instead of saying no to it, he found an experiment. He put it in this comic that was ending anyway. So it was very low risk. This is not much different than even the origin of the Wizard of Ads. You know, when Roy decided to start the Wizard of Ads, what did he do? He found the first partner was freaking Australia. Mm -hmm. If it didn't work in Australia and it blew up, no one would ever hear about it. <laughs> and then the second partner was Canada. What? Let's try out Canada. Okay, Canada yeah. worked. Then it's like, all right, I'm going to do this in my, let's, in my let's, backyard. Let's get some more. Let's get some more people. Yeah. Uh, it was a great, great yeah. lesson. And to come up with an idea and to stick with it enough, that's, I think a lot of us give up on our ideas a little too soon, right? We, we hear yes. somebody like Goodman bash it a little bit and say, well, that, that can't be, that's not right. And we just go, oh, well, I guess I must be wrong. And I think you need to stick with it just a little longer sometimes. Finding an experiment also lets people be more comfortable with the risks. Yeah. So you attach your idea to an experiment move it forward that way. And when the experiment works, you can take it mainstream. Yes, absolutely. So the brilliance in Stan Lee was a couple of things. He didn't give up on the idea. And then he found a place where he could run it as an experiment. And then it turns out 
the experiment blew the doors off and Spider-Man ended up becoming one of the most valuable products inside the Marvel Universe. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Please share us, subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and leave us a big, fat, juicy five-star rating and review at Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to schedule your own 90-minute Empire Building session, you can do it at empirebuildingprogram.com.